This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome. Today is one of my most favorite sessions, and that is Lunch with Felice and Meredith Curtis, who's on the line. Welcome, Meredith. Felice, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited to talk about kicking off a brand-new year. That's just a fun, fun topic. Oh, it is, and that was what we're going to talk about today, making this the best year ever, and we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, First of all, Powerline Productions, Uh, you can visit their website, and they have done a wonderful job of updating um, um, their books, and they are almost done updating all of them, and there's quite a few, and that is PowerlineProd.com. Um, as well as k12.com, which is an online school. And so uh, we are going to learn more about each of these in just a little bit. But first, um, Meredith and I are going to be discussing um, some of our top or key points uh, to making this the best year ever. And Meredith, why don't you go ahead and get started? Okay, well, I would say this. I just, you know, it's so funny, Felice, that we're talking about this because I just sat down with a family. They're very good friends of mine, and um, they were saying, you know, we've just had a rough couple of years homeschooling. What are some things that we can do to have a good year, to have a great year, to <laughs> enjoy homeschooling and not feel like we're tearing our hair out? And so this was my first answer. I would commit your homeschool to prayer and not just mom praying but the whole family praying together and so I said to them do you have a family night you know or a movie night where you're together once a week and it's kind of a a time that you know everywhere we're together and they said yes and I said I would start that off with prayer and I would let this whole year your focus be praying for your homeschool and praying that God just does what he wants to do, and he um, fills the home and the homeschool with joy and peace, and that everybody learns. And then that way, when you pray together each week for your homeschool, um, and I said to the young man, if you're having a problem with reading, you can say, hey, I need prayer for my reading with school. Or, hey, I'm just not liking doing school. Can you pray that I would really love to learn? And I just gave them all examples about things they could pray for. But I think that if you want to see your homeschool, get off to a good start and stay great all year. I would encourage you as a family to pray for your your school. I think that's a a really uh, great point. And I always laugh when we do this because, um, and I shouldn't be surprised because we've been doing this for a few years now, but my first number one is to begin with prayer. And um, I <laughs> I um, agree that it's it's so wonderful to pray as a family as well. Um, but one of the things my husband and I started doing some years back, um, we were really struggling with not so much the academic side of homeschooling, but the character side of our children. We were noticing mm-hmm. that 
um, sometimes familiarity does breed contempt, and they weren't the kindest to each other. And also we were noticing some other things um, that tends to happen, I think, in some homeschool families, and that is, um, you know, just uh, losing things. Uh, I, if I had a penny for every time one of my children would lose the book, like how can you lose your book? But you can. Uh, especially when you're a resourceful homeschool child and just don't feel like doing your math that day. And uh-huh. so just some, yes. some, yeah, some little things like that. And so my husband and I um, really started praying together. And what our prayer was, you know, Lord, what do you want us to focus on this year? And we would pray individually for each of our children. And I really loved it because the Lord would bring to mind just different things and then we would also secretly, um, secret between, like our children didn't know this, but our, you know, my spouse and I obviously, we did. Um, we would, you know, select a character that we were going to encourage within our children. And so whether it was, you know, um, patience or kindness or, you know, resourcefulness or, you know, whatever that was. And, um, and it was amazing how, um, you know, just knowing that, just us knowing it, you know, and then at the end of the year, as our children became more of these things, you know, we would say to them, you know, we really have been praying, you know, for you um, in this area, and they were just really touched by it as well. And so um, that that really gave our homeschool, I, I feel like it gave it more depth and more focus. Um, you know, when when we talk about homeschooling, you and I have talked about, you know, the fact that we're lifetime homeschoolers. And yes, you know, our, our kids may take class a class here or two in a co-op or, you know, on an online thing or a, because um, I've hosted some of those as well with our history and government classes, um, or um, at the local college, but we are very committed to homeschooling K through 12. And the reason is, you know, like I would, I talk to people who say, well, I do this year to year and I really can't look at it, you know, for the next 12 years or, you know, it's, it, for me, it was every day was a gift from God and God gave me the strength to do it because if Felice was going to do it on her own strength, um, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I would have probably given up a long time ago. And so it's not a question for me of, you know, oh, let me get input from my kids and see if they want to be homeschooled this year. You know, um, that wasn't even up for discussion, although, um, you know, I knew my kids loved homeschooling and, you know, never even considered um, wanting to go, you know, to a, a public or even Christian School. And the reason is, I really think, um, because they could see our commitment and they could see that our focus was Lord-driven and not parent-driven. So I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, yes, you know, if you does. want to add to it, because I know you're on my, <laughs> we're on the same page here. Well, I love what you said, and and that is something that we do too. You know, I would do an evaluation at the end of every year, not an evaluation for anyone to see except an evaluation between my husband and me of are they learning? Are they responding to the Lord? Are they growing in character? And we would 
then decide from that what do we need to focus on the next year and character was always our most important thing and remember Felice when you did for your kids that one year the Proverbs yes the um, with Proverbs yeah. I love that and I thought that was that is one of my favorite character tools ever because that was anyway that was awesome and I just I think um God does put his finger on things just like you said. And um it was really neat. I know for me how some of the things God was putting his finger on one year, then you came out with that Proverbs thing. And of course Proverbs is just full of so much wisdom. So anyway, it was just I I've seen that over and over how God will say, Okay, you know, you need to work on this character trait and then the Lord provides a way for us to do it. So I just, anyway, God is awesome. He's more involved in parenting our children than we are, of course, but we get to partner with him. And I think what you, when you said God-driven, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. And the homeschooling with Proverbs, when I um, was praying about, you know, teaching the children um, with the book of Proverbs, Everything I found was, I, I call it a crash course. It's like, you know, read the book of Proverbs and read one a day. And, you know, I had done that um, before, you know, like a challenge or or whatever. And I found that there was so much richness, I wanted to stop and savor it. And so when I first did this, this I ended up, write, you know, writing it for my family and then offering it as a, a little membership site, but um, and that actually is going to get all re- reworked in the future as well. I have some plans for that. But I ended up um, doing two lessons a month so that people could access it quicker because at first it was, you know, every it, – it was like almost like a two-year course. It was 18 lessons um, because it was so rich. And, I, you know, I kept wanting to make it shorter, but the Lord kept, you know, showing me more and more and more. <laughs> And so, um, you know, there's a lot of little worksheets for the kids, and I think the only ones who really liked all that little, you know, paperwork stuff where my grandkids loved it. And, you know, even my older kids, you know, just wanted to listen to the lesson and, and you know, journal themselves. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just amazing um, how much we can get out of homeschooling and make it just an amazing year um, when we look back at what we've accomplished, and it and it really is, it's just to me, it's something that money just can't buy. And I'm just so happy that we've had the opportunity. And the second um, point you have is is uh, kicking off the year with enthusiasm. So tell me yes. That. Well, I think that's so important because you know, for me, I love to learn. That is just one of my favorite things. And um, one of the things when I meet someone, um, you know, there was a little girl, and I won't say her name, but um, she was a young woman. She was in 14, and um, she loved the Lord very, very much. But she just hated school. She hated to learn. And so mm-hmm. I, I said, let's go for a walk. And I went for a walk with her, and I talked to her about um, how the word disciple means student. And so if we're followers of Jesus, we're students for life, and we want to know about everything he's made, about everything he's done, and how every subject 
helps us to honor Christ and grow in Christ. And that made her so excited. And she completely changed in the way she viewed school. And she became not just disciplined, but she began to enjoy learning because she saw how it fit in with honoring and glorifying God. And so one of the things that is my goal as a homeschooling mom is I want my children to be enthusiastic, lifelong learners. So knowing what I know about life, I know that more is caught than taught. So I realized if I'm going to raise enthusiastic, lifelong learners, then I want to be enthusiastic. I have never I have never gone through a school year where I didn't learn a ton of new information and exciting things. And so I am always, you know, off on little rabbit trails, learning a little bit more. <laughs> but um even this year, um, my kid my youngest son graduated, but I'm I'm going to teach history at a co-op and so I, I'm studying all these things and learning all these things, and I'm so excited. And I'm just, you know, I was talking to one of the students um, in the cup, and I said, I'm so excited to teach um, history. We're going to learn so much. It's going to be so fun. And that's what I would always say to my children every year. I'm so excited for what we're going to learn this year. And give them a little direction. Okay, this year we're going to learn about earth science. We're going to learn about ancient history. Um, in Bible, we're going to study the Old Testament. We're going to, you know, just revisit some Bible stories from the Old Testament. And um, in literature, we're going to look at some, you know, um, works that have lasted for thousands of years, and we're going to read them, and we're going to learn about them. And um, we're going to learn to write um you know, essays this year or stories this year, whatever we're doing. And I just, you know, I tell my kids, this is what we're, this is our plan, this is our goal, because I don't ever want my children to think, oh, yeah, mom's goal is just that we finish this textbook, that we finish this workbook, and she can check it off her list. Because that is not my goal. My goal is mm-hmm. to impart knowledge, to impart wisdom, to impart life to my children. And so I want them to know that all the time, like hold that vision out to them so that they have a bigger picture of what we're doing than, okay, we're just sitting around reading books and finishing. Because, wow, homeschooling is so much more than that and learning is so much more than that. Oh, and I love that. And it, it is true. Um, you know, our kids, you know, their perception of what school is um, <laughs> can be so different than ours, you know. And so um, I just love that, you know, you clarified for them. And as you guys can hear, I'm still um, fighting this <clears throat> this cold that I've had for, gosh, it seems like forever. I don't have my voice back yet. Um, so. Cool. That is so good. Um, and I remember when my kids were little, um, I would tell them we were going to do um, have a pop quiz, and I would get them all excited and say, okay, well, we're going to have this pop quiz. Grab a you know piece of paper and a pencil, and I'm going to go through some questions, and you, know, you can write the answers, and this is going to be so much fun. And one day when their dad came home, um, back, back then he would have – he had this big trailer that he um, would take because he's, he's in construction, and he would park it way at the foot of our our driveway, and so then he would walk in. And so the kids would love to see their dad backing up, and once they he was parked, then I would let them go run outside and go meet Daddy. And so he comes in one day, and, you know, they would fill him in on everything that happened, you know, in the length of our driveway, which is really long. 
And so he walks in and he goes, what are you doing to my babies? And he goes, what? He goes, you're just brainwashing them. A pop quiz is fun, really. <laughs> you know, because I was so enthusiastic and it was going to be so great. And, you know, and, and they they are excited, too. And so I love that, you know, that you did that. And, I, I mean, up until last year, I think, um, I used to have these welcome back to school banners, and I would have a picture of them. And, you know, we would always go to the beach um, before we started school, and we're actually going to do this even with Annie going to college this year and um, and Michael taking some classes. Um, but we would always go and and um, go down to the beach in the evening and take our, our pictures that I would usually use on our, you know, welcome back to school banners. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just uh, a wonderful thing to be able to do and the kids get excited, you know, because you're excited. So um, the second exactly. is, is um, for me, my second point was looking at each child's strengths and weaknesses and looking at building up their weakness. Now, this would be more in the academic realm. And so um, I already covered the spiritual in the last point. And what we did was, um, you know, look at some areas, like, for example, if they were not enthusiastic about a particular subject or, um, you know, didn't, um, maybe weren't um, getting as many right in their math, you know, whatever, whatever that was. Then I would look at, before we started the year, of getting some things in place, whether it was starting a math curriculum a little bit slower and, and building up to some of those points. For many years, we homeschooled year-round. And it wasn't so much of every single day during the summer, but a lot of times, especially in Florida in the summer, it is so hot out that the kids don't mind staying in with the the trade-off being when the winter months come by and it is so gorgeous and our windows are open and we can go camping and do things like that and take off more days, um, you know, we, we would do more of that. I mean, my daughter does that now with her little ones. Um, at some point, my kids started playing um, sports and, and playing travel ball in the summer, so we no longer did that. But if I found that, you know, I know that math is going to be an issue here this year, so we're going to start slow and build up to what, what we need to do. The other thing was I would introduce um, – let me see. I hope I'll make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Um, I would introduce one subject a day maybe and not – you know, this is our first day of school. Okay, now we're going to go through everything. And I don't know how you set up your year, and I'm going to um, actually um, talk a little bit about planning. Um, but we um, would do, like, history um, maybe two days a week and science three or vice versa so that our 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 schedule looked a little bit like a college schedule where we were doing certain subjects every day you know, for example, math and reading when they were younger or literature when they were younger, and then doing some of our projects um, and things on a Friday and then doing um, the history a couple of days a week or vice versa with the science. One part of the year we would do history three times a, a week and then science two, and then we would switch it out after Christmas and we would do the inverse. So... Um, so we really, I really looked at that because um, I did have some children 
um, that struggled and I had others that are gifted. <laughs> I had a little smorgasbord of, you know, of ranges of what my children were capable of doing. And so I really wanted it to be a successful year. And so that was important to me. Did you want to add to that, Meredith? Yeah, it really kind of fits right in with uh, scheduling for me because I I schedule really similarly. Um, we The only thing we do every day is math and reading and not necessarily reading, you know, the same thing. But um, But every day we read and every day we do math, but we would usually do like one day we would tackle grammar, spelling, and all that stuff, and then it would be done. Um, maybe we would write a paper on Monday, a paragraph on Monday, and rewrite the paragraph on Wednesday. Um, Tuesday might be our science day, and we would just do science all afternoon. Now, I'm talking elementary school here. Um, and um, but and then one day we would just do history all afternoon. And we would, you know, we'd read the history book maybe for 20 minutes, but then we'd spend all afternoon, like, making stuff and doing projects and just having fun. So... Um, we that was kind of our routine you know we we would we would do a schedule um and then we would about a month into the school year we would um evaluate is this working or is it not working is it it's just too much too much science on tuesday we need to do it tuesday and thursday or something like that and so that's kind of how we did school until the kids had high school or you know maybe eighth grade and then in in eighth grade, um, we would make a master schedule um, from then on. You know, once my oldest hit eighth grade, we'd make a master schedule that was the whole family. So, okay, we're all going to, you know, read the Bible together to kick off the day or everyone's going to start the day doing math or, you know, whatever. We would have, you know, this is these are the things where we're together each week. But then I would make a schedule for each of the children because in high school, you know, they would be taking different classes and we weren't necessarily learning together all day. And so we would, you know, I would make a schedule for them and sometimes my, you know, my more caloric kids helped me make the schedule. And then um, about, you know, we would just try it out for a month and about a month into it, then they would, you know, we would, we would tweak it and, and, I cannot think of a year that went by that we didn't tweak it in a month because, you know, you just have to kind of feel out how much time each subject is taking. One year literature can be very hard and then the next year it's a breeze, you know. So you just don't, you can't even use the same kind of schedule year to year. So that's what we would do. And I found that my children were different. Like some of my children like to do a little bit of each subject every day, and others of my children, they just, one day they just did all their, their physics. You know, it was like, okay, all my mm-hmm. physics homework I do on Mondays. And so my children were really different in how they liked to get their school done. And as long as their schedule didn't interfere with the family schedule, it worked really well. And I just, in in putting a plug-in for scheduling, I just, you know, you probably heard me say this a lot. I'm not an hourly schedule type person. I I use what's called block scheduling, where instead of scheduling by the hour, you schedule in chunks of time. So there's before breakfast, between breakfast and lunch, between lunch and dinner, and then after dinner. And that's, that's how we schedule. So there were things we finished before we ate lunch. Then there were things we finished before we made and ate dinner, 
and then there were things that we did after dinner. And so not schoolwork, but just life, you know, that would be like for our whole life. And so that was kind of um, the way that we scheduled. Like, for example, um, we always go to church on Wednesday nights. We always have Wednesday night Bible studies. So that means my kids always got to bed a little late on Wednesday nights. So then on Thursday, we would start the day later. So things like that that are just, you know, unique to your family. And But I found that a schedule brings so much freedom because, you know, I think people like rhythm and routine, and then you know, okay, well, this great opportunity came up that we're going to, you know, we're going to go and do, but we do have these things that need to be done this day, so where can we move that to? And it kind of, I think it keeps you, even even when you change your schedule, it allows you to not fall behind. Um, and I always scheduled, you know, I always scheduled so that we had very long summers. Like we usually had May, June, July, August all off. And um, so anyway, those are just some tips. But don't be afraid of scheduling. Scheduling is your servant. It's not, you know, of course, it's not your master, but it really is your friend. And a good schedule that works for your family just it, it it ends up giving you um, a lot of productivity, but it ends up giving you a lot of free time because if you stick to your schedule, then, you know, when you don't have anything scheduled, you're not catching up, you're not behind, you're not feeling like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm always 10, 10 days late and a dollar short or something like that. You're right. not because you just, you just plot along and it, it goes well, so... That's awesome. Well, I've got some comments I want to make, but first we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to hear from K12.com as well as Powerline Productions. We'll be right back. K12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed for them. Learn more at k12.com forward slash listen about enrolling. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, or analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public schools. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to find colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students for grades K-12. Visit k12.com forward slash listen or call 855-628-9529 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com forward slash listen or call 855-628-9529. Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and ebooks about homeschooling, homeschool classes, 
and Bible study workshops like Real Men Build. Pastor Mike and Meredith Curtis, along with their daughter Katie Beth Curtis, have written this comprehensive Bible study to help men of all ages grow in leadership in the home, in the church, and in the world. Learn more at PowerlineProd.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Thanks so much for listening. This is Felice Gerwitz with Meredith Curtis, and today uh, we are bringing you a podcast, Making This the Best Year Ever, and we've been sharing with you um, some of our suggestions and things that we do in our own homeschools um, as we get started um, with the school year, and whether you're listening mid-year or um, just starting your brand-new school year, either any of these things um, are sure to work. So, Meredith, I loved um, how you gave an example of your schedule and how you have a master schedule, and that's one of the things that we do is I will put up a schedule of everybody's events. So if my kids have sports practice or I'm recording or, you know, like even today um, we're recording at a little bit of a different time, and so I, you know, called everyone and said, it's, it's you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but maybe you forgot. And so if you come home, you know, I'm going to be recording. So that way um, nothing is, you know, things do come up. But then at least I know, you know, I'm not going to plan to have, you know, grandma and grandpa over on a day when nobody's getting home until 630. You know, because I'm on Wednesdays right. because of, right. you know, church, because my kids, um in the past have played for a school that that is a Christian school, so they have Wednesday night church, so their practices always ended early on Wednesday. So I knew that, you know, Wednesdays I could count on no games and also um, the fact they'd be back home early from practice. So just stuff like that um, is so good uh, to know. And then um, I'm going to tie into your schedule with my actually number four point of scheduling was your number four. But that was um, plan ahead and make sure you have a backup plan. Um, I know the times Good. that I got stressed um, were the times where my plan did not work out and I didn't have a backup plan. So, um, like, in other words, if uh, somebody got sick and, you know, that maybe put us back a couple of days because, you know, that dreaded stomach flu, uh, my daughter's really cute. Right. She goes, she'll right. count the number of kids and think, oh, God, we're not going to be done with this for two weeks, you know, <laughs> thinking of, <laughs> you know, long-term. Um, she uses her essential oils now and swears by the doTERRA on guard, and she'll put that on the bottom of their feet. And She goes, it's amazing. Not everybody gets sick now, so it's so great. Um, but whatever works, right? So, Anyway, um, you know, we we would have these days and then get behind and then be like, oh, we're never going to catch up. And so um, I'd always have this, you know, plan of what I was going to do. And then, um, especially when they were younger, I would have a folder of um, just extra things that I would go to in case we either had more time or I'd have, like, for example, I had a, a, a very 
uh, a child that would get very frustrated that was a struggling learner, and this is my oldest. And so I would have stuff in there that if he got frustrated with trying to get something done or learning some new concept, that it would just be a fun thing that would be very high achieving for him. And so I would just say to him, okay, we're going to work on this, and it's going to be, you know, might be a little bit difficult, but, you know, we're going to stop, you know, at, at some point. You know, mom's going to decide, not you. You know, because I always said to my kids, if if you know it, it's easy. And if you're struggling, that means it's a new concept in your learning. And so I always had these, like, little sayings. <laughs> so, you know what mommy says. <laughs> uh, the good old days. Um, but um, so then I could go to that folder. So it could be a day when either I was, you know, had a really bad headache or, you know, something was going to be different. And so... It was my backup folder, and it, and it's so funny because I just found it the other day as I was cleaning up, and of course all the pages are yellowed and everything. But I gave it to Christina, and she's like, you know what? I can make a copy of some of this stuff, and and it will still be fine. Um, and some things like I hand drew out, you know, that had, um, you know, make words out of. Um, the word, you know, Christmas or Easter or whatever, you know, you could take the, the big word and make little words. So it could be something, you know, very simple that's still academic-based. And also having that backup plan just was like that second umbrella, you know, like parachute jumpers, um, you know, they, they always have that backup um, um, parachute in case the their first doesn't deploy. And so... Just having that other plan that I can go to um, and, you know, switch gears. And even if the switching gears meant, you know what, we're just going to take today off. Um, But I've got these educational videos that I've had here and I've been wanting to watch with you guys and we just haven't had time. So at least I had that, you know, like I felt self-assured that, you know, we were going to still be progressing even if, you know, the kids were laying on the couch and and um, and not feeling great, you know, that we could take a break if we needed to or read that other book that we wanted to read or have, you know, something in a folder that um, that they could go to when, when we had some extra time. Felice, that um, reminds me of something I didn't mention with scheduling is that when I plan out my year, for, mm-hmm. you know, like lesson planning, I always gave myself a, an extra week in the fall and an extra week in the spring. And that way, if we had a sickness, we would still end up being fine. And if we ended up not needing it, um, then we just had fun. Like we would just do fun That's things great. at that time. So. And that really helped me a lot. Like you said, like the backup plan, that was kind of my extra parachute. And um, another another thing I, I, I wanted to mention, too, when it comes to scheduling, is that when my children were little, we did school Monday through Thursday, and Friday was our right. field trip day. Mm-hmm. And it might be that we watched videos. It might be that we went somewhere. It might be that we just went to the park or the beach or just played with friends, but um, that was really made the week relaxing. And then if we did have something happen during the week, Friday could also be our catch-up day. We could catch up on work. 
So that's great. Um, that is so great. I like the extra. I like the extra parachute idea because it 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 is funny. Like I mean, how many times have I I I gotten a phone call from you or you've got one from me when we're supposed to record because there's been some kind of family thing going on, and so that life just happens. And especially when you're trying to homeschool, and you know you end up with parents that are aging and. You know, just a lot of responsibilities that seem to increase as we grow older. So it is, um, it, it definitely have to have an extra parachute when you homeschool. So, yeah. But it does um, give you peace of mind as well. You know what I mean? That it does, that you're, you've mm-hmm. got that built in. And I think that's when people start, you know, because um, we want, we want you homeschooling. I mean, you know, we, we, been successful doing it not that every day has been a perfect day by any stretch for either Meredith or myself but that you know we are invested in homeschooling our kids all the way through and we have done that and it can be done and a lot of it is because of these things that we've put in place and we've learned by trial and error and I have to say Meredith is a lot more organized than I am I'm usually the oh let's do this today and my kids some of them would love it, and then the others would be like, it's not on the schedule, we're not doing it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, so, I don't know if I'm as scheduled as you think, but yes, I do. I've learned to love schedule. scheduling. Yes. So, so your last is organizing all your books and supplies so you can have easy access. So let's talk about that. Well, I, I found that, you know, it really – I just started doing this maybe five or six years ago. That, that, to some of you, you might say, oh, I haven't even been homeschooling five or six years. But I, I homeschooled. I started in 1991. So, um, And I would just always, you know, I'd have the place for everything on the shelf. And when we were done, I'd go put it away. or, And um, and then, then, then I gradually got, you know, um, totes for my children. And they had all their stuff in that. And so they'd carry out their totes. But then there are things like, okay, these are the books they're going to read during the year, or maybe these are the, you know, extra books that kind of go along with that stuff. And when they're when they're on the shelf, they, they seem to get forgotten. So I ended up just creating a special area for, you know, like all the books that maybe Jimmy and Shine would be reading this year. And I just put them on that shelf and then maybe some extra stuff that, okay, when we get to talk about weather, here's this really neat picture book about hurricanes, and maybe we can look at that. So I I started doing that, and I found that not only was it helpful for getting to things quicker, but it kind of made my kids go over and look at it, like, oh, yeah, I'm reading this, and then I'm reading this, and then I'm reading this, and they, they would sort of, forward to what was coming next and kind of look at it and have more of a pulse for what was going on. So it ended up being a really positive thing. And um, I just, I always would uh, clean my homeschool room in August so that everything is neat and tidy, get rid of old papers, put them away, get new things out, and, um, you know, pack up pack up the things, throw away things, and get just get organized so that everything feels tidy, everything feels neat, and um, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice way to start the year, to kind of, um, you know, get rid of stuff, add new stuff, you know, get everything organized so it works well, 
and um, everybody has knows, okay, when I start school, I know I can go get this year and this year and this year, and um, it makes for a smooth year, I think. Those are all great points, and and it does. I started doing that when Christina um, was an adult, and she uh, came back into my schoolroom and said, you know what, we're going to reorganize all these things. She had done some of that when she homeschooled, but her room um, had a lot of the books that she used, so she kept them all on one shelf. And I do that with my kids as well, that some of the books that they're going to be using a lot, they can keep in their rooms. Um, and so, therefore, there's no reason to lose them because they're already there. <laughs> um, but I remember we lost this one library book, and we finally found it years later, and it was stuck under uh, one of the children's beds. Of course, by that point, we had paid paid for it. But um, and my last point I wanted to make was goal um, goals versus planning on and how to make it all work together in the time you have. So. At the beginning of the year, we might have, you know, some goals that we want to accomplish and, you know, more of the the wide range kinds of things, you know, and I talked a little bit about that at the beginning um, with, you know, praying about some of the goals that you have for your children. Um, and then the second part is, you know, really planning how you're going to get it done. Um, because I found that I'm really good at, you know, the idea part of it, but not as great as, at, you know, okay, so we have this great idea that we're going to, you know, this thing we're going to do this year, but now how are we going to execute it and get it done? And then how are we going to get it done within one school year? <laughs> because this could be a 10-year project. Uh, so, um, you know, we get into these, you and I both, you know, with, with, one more one more good idea. So um, I had to look at the number of days um, and, and get that all laid out and and work backwards. And for me to take a math book and to plan out when we were going to get it done, I, I just had a really hard time with that. So I recruited my help, and that was Christina, um, who, of course, by this point was um, a mommy of her own, and she loves that stuff. She loves to plan out the minutia and the detail. And I'm just like, you know, I will babysit for you for the next 10 years and if you just do this for me. And she not only did it um, with one of my children that really struggled with schedules and getting his stuff done, um, you know, she did this to the point where she even had his schedule like timed out and mapped out for him, which really helped him a lot. And he could just check it off and and go from there. And she was just like, you know, this is so easy. You look at the number of chapters in the book and you figure out how many weeks. And like for science, um, each chapter is going to take two weeks and you do your lab on this day. And it was like, I can execute that once that's planned out. So if you're like me and you really have a hard time with the nitty-gritty, ask around and you will be shocked because, like, Christina, like, loves – she put this out to her friends even, that she will do this for them and and just loves doing it. The other is, um, you know, getting it uh, done in in your time frame. And so um, one of the things I did, especially when my kids got older, and that was – I would – you bring them into the picture and say, okay, when do you want to get school done? You know, and so they always, their goal was the beginning of May. And so we would work really hard to get to that goal. 
And so, you know, it was the same thing as with you when they're younger, you know, you take off that Friday or have it as, you know, a, a field trip day. Um, Christina does that now with her little ones. Um, or you use that as the day that you're going to be, you know, catching up not, or closing out your week would be a better, you know, way to say right. that. So if you've got papers that are due or, um, you know, a test that you're going to take or whatever that is, that's, you know, that's the due date when you're going to get that in. And it's the same thing, you know, with with college classes. At some point when your kids get to that age, you know, my children had to upload a paper and um, and I hated a lot of times like their deadline was Sunday. And I was thinking, you know, can't these teachers make it like, you know, a, a five days a week kind of a thing, but but they gave the kids up until like Sunday night at midnight to upload their, their class or, the, or their, you know, papers or whatever and, and put it on there. You know, they would just send it electronically. And so um, I, I had the children doing that with me years before that with um, documents that we shared. So one of the things that we did was we would share, um, if you have Gmail, um, you have access to Google Docs. And so they would do a paper on their computer, let's say, or they could, and then they could upload it to Google Docs. And then I would have it, and I could make my editorial comments or changes and then send it back, and then the kids could take it and then put it back on their computer. And then we would print it out for their their notebooks. And so, you know, just collaborating on some things and also um, having their input on scheduling really helped to make it a great year because they um, they could have some input on on the things that they wanted to study, and um, it made it a lot more you know focused and and fun for them and myself as well because then you're not dealing with any kind of attitudes and I really have to say I didn't have. Um, a lot of attitudes with my kids, and part of it is because we didn't allow it. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that always does help. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was always fun and always interesting. You just never knew what was going to take place or happen. That is, so, that is so true. And I love all those ideas. Those are excellent. I think that, um, um, having a good attitude, committing it to prayer, um, doing some practical things to get the year laid out, um, and you're really you're set up. You, if you're you are set up for a great year, that's yeah, that's and it. that's what we want for you, don't we, Meredith? We want you know yeah. everyone listening to this broadcast to have the most amazing year ever and. You know, really, um, that is our prayer for you and why we wanted to kick off our new school year and yours um, with this prayer. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. And we just um, look forward to having you back uh, listening to our shows. Um, Meredith also hosts a show on this network that is Finish Well Radio, Um, really awesome a radio show that she does, and she has a lot of different co-hosts with her. And she just did a podcast um, 
a freedom from mean girls that is just awesome and i'm going to put that link in um, with this podcast post as well um, you can find our show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and remember uh, to visit our sponsors k12.com as well as powerline productions powerlineprod.com thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon bye-bye and god bless thanks for tuning in to the vintage homeschool mom show Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.